This is The Dr. Duke Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke. I am also joined today by loads of fun, Jake Jacobs. Shalom, Dr. Duke. Shalom. Peace and love, my friend. (laughs) We have some stories today because that's what we do. What would we do without the stories, Jake? So we're coming at you right now with Joe Biden, and this is... This is dangerous, right? Joe Biden now announces a new Department of Education position to combat book bans. So the White House, like all the uh, liberal outlets, are now pushing the argument that keeping pornography away from children is book banning. Keeping inappropriate information away from children is now book banning. We'll come back to the clip here in a second, the image. But the Biden administration is creating a new position at the Department of Education to combat what it calls an increase in book bans in public schools across the country. The administration did not announce uh, who would be named to this newly created position, which will be contained in the Department of Education. This is going to be one of those bureaucrats. Unlike the, ch- the chairman or the secretary of education, who at least Congress has to vote on, this guy's going to be there probably for the next 50 years. And whatever Republican takes over, well, I guess we don't have to worry about Republican, Republicans <laughs> taking power anywhere. But let's theoretically imagine that a Republican president is going to come back in our lifetime. Even if they put in a conservative Department of Education secretary, this guy is going to be able to act and do what he wants. And what it, the, the, the issue is... Pornography for kids, fine. Critical race theory, telling, a, telling children that America's evil at the age of five and six and seven, that's way to go. All this stuff that we fought so hard against the response of the federal government of the United States is to justify this garbage. And it's a lie. We know it from DeSantis in Florida. DeSantis isn't banning anything. He's just keeping it away for children under third grade, Jake. Under third grade. Pornography. Which I don't think goes, it doesn't go nearly enough. But that's what he got passed. And every only anybody wants to talk about is DeSantis bans books. Well, they're, actually, they're, they're equating him to the Nazis' book burning of 1933-34. Of course, once again, here we go again. He's a phobic this, a phobic that. He's a fascist this, a fascist that. I mean, he, he challenges the actual racism of the AP courses. Remember the AP African American History course, which was so anti-white. They, and by the way, the Department of Education, that's the biggest mistake Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, ever made. He, he said he was going to end it, and he didn't. And that department is the quintessential expression of the bureaucratic administrative state gone mad on steroids. And that's the source of what's happening in our country. It's not only the, department, the Federal Department of Education, it's Department of Education throughout the universities in this country that are destroying America. And the state DPIs, Department. Yes. Public construction. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing. I don't care if you live in Oklahoma, which is theoretically the most conservative in the state, state in the union. And I say that simply because Barack Obama didn't win a county in both elections. Well, that's so wonderful. let's give them, <laughs> hand them the award. However, it's also got a Department of Education that just recently we did a story about this, about how uh, a new secretary of education in that state is trying to fight back. So he's dealing with his own liberal Department of Education. Uh, so it, here's the statement from the White House about this. Quote, across the country, our nation faces a spike in book bans. 
efforts that, that disproportionately strip books about LGBTQ plus communities, communities of color, and other communities of communities off of library and classroom shelves, the White House said. In fact, 2022 saw the highest number of book bans in 20 years. Book banning erodes our democracy, removes vital resources for student learning, and contribute to the stigma and isolation that LGBTQI people face across the country. Now, so many lies, so, so bigly are the lies of this statement. <laughs> Nothing's been banned, nothing. I've actually asked people, uh, teachers for instance, when I give my talks, so by this, you would be okay if somebody brought Hustler Magazine into a third grade classroom. And I, I, I won't stop until they answer the question. Because if they say yes, it's inappropriate, then they got no answer. So literally I've had teachers and administrators say yes, yes. If somebody wanted to show Hustler Magazine in a complex way about sexuality, who are we to stop them? That was because they knew, they knew they couldn't say. Anything is age inappropriate because they'd have a problem. It's the same conundrum they have when uh, they can't define what a woman is because right. they know it, it'll collapse. Their argument collapses upon itself. You're right. So the Department of Education is going to, uh, and of course, this, this functionary they're going to hire. Are you surprised? They're going to work for the Office of Civil Rights and will appoint a new coordinator to lead the charge on the book banning and offer trainings and resources to schools and money to help them fight back and defeat those who would challenge whatever the teachers in the libraries want the kids to see. Uh, this is remarkable. And, uh, and it, the, the article, this is a Washington Examiner article, and they point out, as we do, about all of this uh, as a response to Governor DeSantis actually succeeding to keep pornographic and radically age-inappropriate sexuality out of the classrooms of third, second, and first graders. Unbelievable, Duke. Unbelievable. Uh, it's sad to say that uh, they're winning this culture war on far too many fronts. But with that being said, there are parents, there are some states that are actually standing up to this mad fascist wokeism that's uh, poisoning the country and going, we've said, you and I have said this on our shows over and over again, they want our children. Like Lennon said, you give me the child for four years and that child will be mine forever. They, they don't want them, Jake. They have them. Well, they yeah. own them, right? We, yeah. uh, we uh, ask, look at that question, who owns your children? I think we know the answer well, to that. Well, they believe they do. Well, they do. It's beyond locus parentis. I mean, they own the institutions that almost exclusively educate our children. So there are options, right? Find a decent private school. Half of those are co-opted. They're already in bed with government indoctrination processes, especially when it comes to trans and LGBTQ stuff. Yep. Uh, I know Catholic schools. I know Lutheran Methodist schools who are teaching critical race theory to middle schoolers. So even that, right, is, lar is off. More and more of that is ending up in their hands. And then you turn around and the public 60 million public school kids, they, they own our kids. The only way we don't, they don't own our kids is we homeschool them. That's the only avenue, really serious avenue, left to us, especially when you factor in the high cost of, of private Christian schools or private academies. Look, all the non-religious academies are almost all of them in bed with the government. So what's left, Jake? In what sense can we say we own these kids? Uh, like you said, homeschooling, moms and dads being aware of the madness of the woke world, and in essence, their job, like a physician's job, is to do no harm. Their job is to protect their children.
and they must do uh, whatever it, they need to do to be able to protect these kids from that poison that's in our public schools, our government schools today. You know, Duke, you've heard me say this. I taught in public schools for many years, taught at a local university adjunct there, and I was an advocate of being light within the darkness. I'm done. Not anymore. After listening to you and Alex Newman and others, I've decided that the time has come. There needs to be a mass exodus out of the government schools that are poisoning our children, that are sacrificing our children unto the trans gods or the, the woke gods. I am so glad you used the word exodus and that you mentioned the woke gods, the pagan gods of the LGBTQ, because... It's going to take God to lead us back here. The only way this is, we're going to change this. We are over a cliff. We are on the downward slope and moving fast. This doesn't get, history tells us this doesn't come back. Okay. Not, not with regards to a republic, a, a constitutional republic. We don't come back. However, however. With God's hope, maybe, and you've got another light of well, brightness here. Victor Davis Hanson has the book, The Dying Citizen. I absolutely love Victor Davis Hanson, professor at Stanford University, Hillsdale College. He's a California farmer. This man, for years, has been warning the country, like you have been, like I have been, about the direction we're going in. His recent article is, Is the Sleeping Conservative Dragon Finally Waking Up? I ask you that question, Duke. Well, it's all well that the dragon wakes. The question is, is that is the dragon going to find itself free to soar and incinerate all this garbage? Or is the woke awakened, we don't use the word woke, the awakened dragon of conservatism looks out from behind bars? I mean, in what sense are we too late? I mean, I don't want to be too cynical here, but okay, let's say that right now in this country, 70, 80% of the so-called conservatives commit to warfare, not violent warfare. Cultural warfare. Cultural warfare. Yep. They're sacrificing, they're going, uh, they're filling in the streets, they're pulling their kids out of public schools. That might work, but it only works if those 70, 80% pull their kids out. But most conservatives or most libertarians or most parents who love their children, they're busy going to work taking care of their kids, paying their taxes, worshiping God. You know, I think really it reflects what we were talking about earlier with Exodus. You know, you and I both know the impact of the First Great Awakening on the American Revolution, the Second Great Awakening on the ending of slavery. And, and maybe there is a third, but may, maybe third or fourth. But we need a great awakening against the woke madness. We do need a spiritual great awakening. Yes, but I would say this to you, Jake. All those moms and dads working two jobs— they got two cars in the garage. They yeah. got three-week vacations. Kids are wearing leather tennis shoes. All the, kid, all the family, all the kids have their cell phones. With all due respect, if you're not willing to sacrifice material comforts for the education of your children, then we get what we deserve. Just for the record, when we, when we raised our kids, <laughs> uh, my wife stayed at home. She got a little part-time right. job working out of the house as legal secretary, medical secretary, because uh, that was our priority. And we homeschooled, yes, and we did. sent them to a Christian school. Did you go broke? Uh, no, we survived. Yes. We flourished, and, our, and we connected with our kids. And we didn't have the bells and the whistles and the boats and all the toys, right. but we had family uh, togetherness. Right fellowship and, and I wouldn't trade that for a zillion dollars. And I go back to what I said a moment ago, right? This is oh, this is because you kind of brought up the idea that moms and dads are busy working and going to church. Yeah, but why did God give you those kids? Was that what did God give you your children? A because and then create the public school system 
because God gave you children and won't let you educate them? Is that even possible? Do you really believe a God who loves you would give you kids that you cannot educate it? That's right. And if you educated them, don't you think he would make sure you'd get through that? Happened to you, happened to everybody. And here's the, here's the evil part of this, is that within the government schools, you saw this with uh, Randy Weingartner, the American head of the American Federations of Teachers. She was the one who in essence says, we have control of your children. I mean, literally, we have control. When you go to the, watch the teachers unions, right. and I've been in faculty meetings where I've seen actually administrators and teachers talk about how they had the power over the right. kids, and I would be going, are you kidding me? And this article we just covered about Biden creating this new position at the Department of Education is one more slap in the face. We, we're not going to trust moms screaming at uh, school board uh, meetings. We're going to create an office with the full force of the federal government to fight those moms. You never did give us the light here with Victor Davis Hanson. What did he write this well, time? Well, his point was what would have happened with Target and right. reaction to Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch, that it appears, to quote Yamamoto, we have awakened a sleeping giant, that in essence, there are many moms like Aaron Friday out in California who sees this, this new law that's being, well, it, it went through the Assembly, it's gone through the Senate, uh, and it could be signed by Gavin Newsom, that in essence is going to make it a crime where you can be jailed if you don't affirm your transgender child, and this woman this mother, I should say, mother, woman, she saw what had happened to her own daughter, and now she's speaking out, and they are actually ma they are making a difference. Still to come, did the Biden administration violate U.S. flag code by flying a pride flag at the White House between two American flags? Answer, yes, they did. We'll be back in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Duke Show. I am again here with Jake Jacobs, and we're moving a little bit away from education and towards something equally dastardly from the federal government. The, White, the Biden White House sparked the ire of many online after its LGBTQ Pride Month celebration was accused of violating the U.S. flag code. Take a look at this in the previous segment. If you, if you don't see it, go back and try to find it. You can see we talked about how the federal government owns more and more of the cultural organizations. And when you look at our federal government, the house of our, the house of our executive branch, notice the, the gay flag, the, the LGBTQ flag, squarely between the two American flags. And uh, talk about flag code with us, Jake. Well, what, what do you make of that? I mean, obviously, if you study the flag code, there, this is a violation of the flag code. It's not to be equal to old glory. 
It is to be subordinate below old glory. Now, I think it shouldn't even be there, period. Yep. There's, no, there's no place or purpose for this. I mean, is, you, you know, if you had a cisgender white male flag, I mean, they would be going absolutely nuts. So uh, once again, this is an advancement. This is the acceptance of the normalcy of abnormal behavior, perverted behavior that's now become the norm in American society. And this is disgusting. They even had a, a he who had, trans, had been transgendered into a she uh, showing his breast his fake breast to the to the crowd and of course the biden administration were like well, there's no place for that here well they're inviting that kind of stuff at these events i, I love that the 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 barn door has just burned down that's right and the response the from the the response from the firefighters or the or the, the authorities is yeah. oh next time uh, keep your hay in a different barn <laughs> i mean okay th thank you thank you mr obvious right um people pushing back online uh, Tom Fitton on Twitter said, quote, to advance revolutionary transgender agenda targeting children, Biden violates basic tenant of U.S. flag code and disrespects every American service member buried under its colors. I love that. You, and here's the actual point. U.S. flag code. Uh, you can see it right there. The flag of the United States of America should be at the center at, and at the highest point of the group when a number of flags of states or localities or pennants of societies are grouped and displayed from flag staffs or polls. And then we've got Benny Johnson also on Twitter responding, U.S. flag code decrees that the American flag must always be in the dominant, not subservient position. Joe Biden, commander in chief, so uh, apparently, defaced the American flag by flanking the alphabet cult at flying, excuse me, and flanking the alphabet cult flag at the White House today. I love that observation. In the parlance of the gay left, they have made the American flag submissive to the dominant LGBTQ flag. It's got um, S&M garbage, met, you, the, the images of men in chaps, these yep. ridiculous prayed uh, uh, gay pride parades where everybody's half naked and oiled up and grinding on each other. I think that's a very apt metaphor for what's going on. With but then Duke, when uh, uh, this, this gentleman in the previous thing called it the alphabet cult, I call them the alphabet pride people or the alphabet people. Uh, you know, the BBC says there's over a hundred plus genters. Remember, what was it, uh, Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond? This is the insanity of this movement. This is gender to infinity and beyond. And it, when that the uh, Supreme Court decision came out in 2015 uh, legalizing gay marriage, one of the, the major picks that they used was the raising of the LGBT flag like at Iwo Jima. It was, to me, a profound desecration. I spoke about it then to my students and my shows. It was a desecration of those who actually gave the ultimate sacrifice. Three of those six men at, at Iwo Jima, the raising of the flag, they died. They never came home to their mothers or fathers or brothers or sisters to America. And it's an insult to me that, the, that these people, this cultic movement, is pulling that crap. And Americans aren't, there should be literally hundreds of thousands of Americans going to Washington, D.C. and demanding that it be taken down. You just mentioned the, the iconic picket picture of the flag going up on Iwo Jima. We just saw the White House. America's most cherished iconic mythologies 
are being underwritten in the name of the LGBTQ now. Uh, well, you, if you're mad now, get ready to get real mad because in our next story, we have a Mississippi. This is not New York or California. This is a Mississippi veteran cemetery. It's not just the South. It's not just Mississippi. It, which we would consider to be a very red state. It's also a Mississippi veterans cemetery that is replacing the American flag with the gay pride flag. Go to the tape. Six bold colors wave proudly at the entrance of the Biloxi Veteran Affairs Medical Center, sharing the lineup with America's patriotic symbol. The pride flag represents members and allies of the LGBTQ plus community. Diversity inclusion has always been a part of VA, uh, but every June we celebrate the LGBTQ Recognition Month. And so as part of that recognition, uh, we decided to put the LGBTQ flag up. Sean Shank is the Chief of Community and Public Affairs on the campus grounds. He is also a disabled war Iraq veteran. Shank highlights how the mission of the medical facility stretches far beyond physical care of patients. It also includes serving as advocates to those who served our country. Demonstrates how veterans can change the face of their community and can carry the torch of diversity and inclusion. But not all Mississippians are in agreement with this new addition. In a letter to the Secretary of Veteran Affairs, Congressman Mike Azell pleads, while I believe everyone should be treated with respect, I take serious issue with any flag flying at a VA facility that promotes social policy positions or political statements. Bingo. And, I, you know, I, I the man in charge of that cemetery, the veteran who apparently was wounded in Iraq, okay, props to you, sir. Thank you for your service. However, it is not the purpose of the veterans organizations or the VA or, for God's sake, veterans cemeteries to be twisted up in your political agenda. It is utterly unnecessary. And over and beyond that, and this is, uh, did you notice the one thing about that young man, that man, the guy in charge? Yeah. No. No Southern accent. Uh -huh. Did you notice that? Transplant. This guy is the, uh, the, the other bad kind he's of trans, a, He's a northern right? lefty. He's a, yep. Exactly. This, how did some Yankee yes. right, end up in charge of a vet cemetery in Mississippi, right? Uh, you, trans indeed is the word that I Duke, would use. Duke, I, I got to tell you something. When I saw him speak, it made me think in terms about leadership. We need, again in America, men and women who have the balls, the cojones, the strength, the wherewithal to be able to stand up to this. That, that man, that's not a leader. That is a milk toast. That is a wuss. That's a snowflake. That is somebody who does not understand right from wrong, does not understand that we need to stand up to this stuff. This kowtowing and bowing to the gods of this woke madness is insanity. And the, our republic is dying and it's crying out to Americans to stand up to this stuff. Enough already. Yep, and you're exactly right. One more quick headline we want to show you. We won't talk much about it. But we have an actual mayor that was thrown out of office in New Jersey, a town in New Jersey, simply for objecting to a pride flag raising outside the hall. Take a look at the fella there. Uh, the, next, the next slide there he is. He is from the former, now the former mayor, uh, uh, Perrin Mosca of Rochelle Park, New Jersey, has been removed. But with a lot of help from Republican and conservative members of the board, they removed him for daring to question uh, I, a, a, I salute a, him. A That's a leader. That's yep. a leader. So now you have mayors who are not progressives being removed by Republicans for not bowing and genuflecting before the LGBTQ flag.
And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at the show, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.